Hello and welcome to another episode of the Young and the Young Podcast. Today I have an amazing young lady with me. Her name is Esther Ebonduama Bayoje. Esther Ebonduama Bayoje is a graduate of the University of Ibadan. She is an immense lover of God, a music minister, content developer, and biblifier. She's the executive director of Women Standing Talk which is a platform that is thoroughly invested in seeing women live and lead a life of purpose while enjoying a god led life. Hello, Ebonduwa. Nice to have you on the podcast. Hello, good evening. Sehana to be here. Thank you very much. All right. It's finally good to have you on this podcast. <laughs> Right after such a long time, my God! Yeah, thank, yeah. You, thank you. It's been a long time. Okay, so uh, I think we we haven't met, right? We we've just connected on my phone, right? Yes, you're right. We haven't yeah. met physically. Okay, so I think what brought us in touch with each other should be I am right. Yes, thank you, sir. Project, yes, that should be. I think in 2019 or thereabouts, or 2018, I'm not sure. I think I think it should be 2019 or 2020. I'm, I'm not too sure, but between that, between 2019, 2020, I think 2019, yeah, 2019. 2019. So, uh, let me ask, how did you find IEP? It was pretty challenging at first because of. I expected that, you know, an organization that vast knowledge and equipped with skills and stuff would, you know, make work faster. But because, you know, humans will be humans. So it was pretty yeah. challenging for me, especially. I remember I joined as a member and I had to be the head of clerical duties. And after a while, I was made the um, state lead. So it was a pretty challenging role, having to manage people, manage a lot of non-challenged people but all in all to be honest it was such a beautiful one beautiful one that i'll do over and over again that's that sounds good uh okay so for my audience that may not know what iap is so let me just iap is infuse africa project uh it was a project that was Directed uh, to structuring the mind of young women towards education and you know help them discover their purpose. That was like the idea behind IEP. So it's called the Infused Africa Project. So I was like going to meet Ebony in the year 2019. And I just said she was the head of uh clerical duties, if I'm right. You are, yes, yes, you're right. Okay, okay. All right, so uh, did you enjoy your time with IAP? Oh yes, I, I'm still with IAP right now. I'm currently the um, oil state lead and head of personal duty canal, not just um, oil state. So yes, it's still a really beautiful one. I'm enjoying my time. There's so many people coming in, so many people you have to meet, talk with, plan with schools to visit, students to interact with and all of that. So yes, it's a pretty interesting one. Yeah. Amazing. That's good. So alright, so that brings me to this question. Since we started off with IEP, so now there's a AC generalization among the youth nowadays, which is uh, okay, let me see the youth in Nigeria, probably Africa. I can't speak for other countries, but at least for here in Nigeria, I think I can say there's a AC generalization that school is camp. Now, to you, is school really a scam? <laughs> Honestly, tricky one, even right? I've had the... Pardon? Yeah, that's a tricky one, right? <laughs> Not exactly. Even though I've had my share of, you know, the crappy educational system here in, in part of Africa, in fact, in the whole of Nigeria, I would not say that school is a scam. School is not a scam. Or school is not a scam. No matter how successful you want to be, 
you would definitely need to be educated and properly educated within four walls of a school environment within a structured system i think that's what makes the difference so you see that there's usually a difference between somebody that handles their business the educated way and someone that handles it being an illiterate there's usually a clear difference and now that we don't even have to deal with illiteracy passes like being literate and being semi-literate that's what we're talking about right because yeah i mean there are people out there that would tell you that as long as shy you know know how to speak well and they know how to handle people they have communication skills they don't need school and it's totally wrong there's so many skills that you can get there's so many certifications you need and it's not just about the certifications i think i feel like the mindset is that when you shift your mindset from or oh, pardon me i feel like the issue is that um the mindset is wrong so yeah. when there's a mindset shift from seeing that school is just for the certificate and seeing that you can actually make meaningful things out of school then you see that school is really not a scam all in all to be very honest school is not a scam we all do need to be properly educated in every aspect of our lives so yeah that's it i i love i love this culture i love it uh as much as i think this all boils down to uh, our education system here in Nigeria. But in the long run, we can't take away the role of education or the role of the school system. Yeah. 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 What? You had something to say? Oh yes, no, no, I was just saying yes, exactly. We can't take away, you know, the importance of that. There's always a clear difference, you know. There's always a clear difference. And knowledge is power, to be very honest. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is important. Very important. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Now, um, based on what you said about knowledge is power. Now I okay. I understand that aspect, but to me, I also feel knowledge alone, knowledge alone is not power. Applied knowledge is power because you can accumulate all the knowledge with as much book as much as well. But if you don't apply it, is there really any power in it? If you can't apply it, you know. Mm, I get you. I get you, but the first stage is actually getting getting that knowledge. There's nothing to apply. There's no knowledge to be got. Do you understand? I really want to appreciate the work you're doing with uh, Women's Standard Talk Court. So my question is this. What inspired you to start it? <laughs> That's such a long story. All right. Let's see if I can shorten it. Um, because while I was growing up, I used to be such a such a well maybe intelligent young lady i still have a very strong passion for organization so i think it as i grew older it just you know it grew also if i can use that word sort of expanded in my mind i knew it was deeper than just having my wardrobe organized or having my shoes cleaned all day in school, you know, winning a test girl and all that stuff. I knew it was more than that. I knew that I, I really wanted to see, you know, ladies my age think about their lives the proper way they should and not just, you know, misplacing their priorities. I don't know if you understand. But I, I didn't know what it was at that time. I just felt it was a passion per se. I knew that I really didn't like it when a lot of young ladies didn't know what they wanted for their lives. It was like, <clears throat> excuse me, it was like everybody just, it was like most people, okay, let me not use everybody, it was like most ladies just wanted to go to the university, you know, finish secondary school, go to the university, graduate with first class, have a job, then marry a rich man, give birth to children, grow old and die. And in my head, even though I didn't have it all figured out, I felt that it was a really wrong approach to life. And so as I 
you know, found my identity more in Christ, it began to reveal why it was exactly that he had planted that burden in my heart since I was little. And so it worked on it, worked on it. I had to read a lot of books. I had to meet a lot of people in my field. I had to set up lasting structures, you know, and it was such a beautiful project. When God gave when God gave me an instruction to begin with my standard, I felt it was time. I felt that, you know, it was high time that ladies, young ladies knew what to do about their life. It was high time that, you know, was high time that ladies stood up to to what really mattered. You get it was high time that ladies, you know, found true organization and true identity in the one that actually should propel their actions. So yeah, I, I feel like that's what I would say that, you know, inspired all of this or started all of this. Really God. It was just God. God inspired. God propelled me to do this. Uh, I think quote one, I got to see the reviews and also I must say good work. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, I want you this. What keeps you going? What did you say? I want you this. What keeps you going? With what keeps women's you going? With women, okay, with women's I feel that I usually say this a lot, that I live for love. I don't know if it makes sense in your head without me even trying to explain. But let me explain. Just seeing people around me excited, seeing them fine, gives me a sense of fulfillment. And that's why I struggled a lot with people pleasing while I was growing up. Because I had so much love in my heart for people, I, I, at some point, you know, it was hard to balance it. So I would, inst- I would rather please people than, you know, pay attention to my own self. But, be- but since I was able to balance all of that, I understood better how to get people to feel love, you know, the right kind of love. So what keeps me going is when people actually are fine, when someone can when someone can you know sincerely or truthfully say that oh you know she's a safe space or you know with her there's just so much love i feel like no matter how it is that i'm feeling at that time if i'm able to help i don't know how to put this if like you're fine then i'm fine i live for love literally and another thing that keeps me going is actually seeing results. It's good that you know people are growing, but how exactly do they measure their growth? And so that's why I say that if you're growing, you should be able to see it. People around you should be able to see it. There should be measures of your growth. Do you get so when I can see that this person has come this far? I know someone, for example, that used to be really bad at typing. She used to be really bad at punctuations. And I was telling her late last year that you have grown so much. She doesn't type without putting her full stops and her commas, question marks. That for me is beautiful. Fulfillment. Seeing where you are coming from and seeing where you are right now and the difference is clear just keeps me going. Even on the days that I don't feel like working. Yeah, that's it. Really. I love that response. I swear the second part. Results can be more booster. That's very, very true. I think I agree with that. So all right, so now do you feel passion alone is enough? Like can passion alone get you the desired result? Uh Oh my God. No, actually, no. No. Um, There's a... Okay, so I'm just going to give you a sneak peek into Women Standing Tall. So there's a module in Women Standing Tall that's titled Purpose. A module in one of their track courses that is titled Purpose. And then there's a resource in that module that's titled Vision versus Passion. And so it's just simply that you can't rely on your hobbies or your interests or your passion and term that as purpose. 
your passion will fail you there are days that i wake up and i don't even want to right now i've had such a long day i just want to retire to bed do you understand yeah what keeps me is not the passion to speak or the passion to want to be there or the passion to the passion i have for females is god to be honest passion does not keep you going there are days that you feel weak there are days you don't even want to answer somebody oh my god i remember that um earlier today i saw a message from someone it was up to 15 messages in my dm from just one person and i remember that please dear who help but she at the end of the message she wrote mama i need help so i'm like what i need help do i need help do you get what i'm saying so yeah you quench but at that time i want to tell you that at that time i haven't replied that till now because i have to be i have to be really calm and in the right state of mind to be able to reply but do you know what the other space has been said eh so you have to be to help her wow how nice so in that time it's not about me it's about god it's such a privilege to be able to to be entrusted this much work by god and so you can't rely on your passion to keep you going it will fail you the only thing that you rely on is that assignment that you've already been given by god do you understand yeah. that's why the bible, that the, the, sorry bible will say that write the vision and make it plain upon the table so that those that sit will run with it it's not right the passion down <laughs> my god so yeah that's it yeah. oh god beautiful piece of idea beautiful, beautiful response okay now uh you've had quite a number of leadership positions so uh what does leadership means to you uh leadership is and I'm, i'm not even going to be deep and there's no deep definition okay. leadership servanthood leadership is service service to god service to humanity literally laying down your life to see that others become a better version of themselves really maybe through structured equipment so structured um systems you know and all that and all that is basically just service leadership is service leadership is not um autocracy or is not um what's that word it's not tyranny it's not first leadership is not first leadership is service you're serving others you get so yeah that's my definition of leadership really people 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 are um people um are what's that where i can't seem to find people want to become a better version of themselves because they see that you're not just preaching what you're you know teaching but you're living what you're preaching so it's not that i'm not teaching you that you should live a life of purpose you should live and live a life of purpose like i usually say but my own life is not pointing towards that because how exactly do i want to impact them if they cannot see these things in me so a lot of times you don't even have to talk a lot of times you don't have to lead by saying a lot of times you lead by living your life the right way that you should a god propelled life of course nobody else propels your life rightly except the person that created you which is god which is god so yeah that's the dashiki. I love this response. I love this response. All right, so now I want to ask you this question. How have you coped or let's say feared with the leadership positions you've had so far? Has it been challenging? Just found it easy to, you know, <laughs> see me to the position. Yes, and honestly, I, I think I was in a discussion with somebody a few days ago and I was telling the person that for once let me just sit down in the background and just listen and just learn and that's where the challenge comes from is that you know there are certain people that 
are usually just put in the front row automatically and it's harder to even hope there than to be in the background because there's so there's always so much expectation so many expectations of and that's why i usually tell younger ladies that, that take a break sometimes just go off sometimes stop allowing the expectations of people control the way that you move because it can be really dangerous and so for me i think i i just to put that out there there is i don't know how you are adulting if you're an adult or you're a teenager and you're listening to this i don't if you're doing your life without jesus i don't know how you're doing it maybe you would need to explain to us because brah leadership can be a whole lot without god there are certain things that you want to do just because what is your problem don't you want to learn don't you want to get better but because you know like i said before you understand the vision right and so you have a template to follow which is a template of christ and so for me i would say that there's just also so many skills that honestly i've had to pick and learn over time communication skills you know how to relate with people interact with people how to help people feel safe around you how to you know even make the smallest or biggest groups that you need become sort of like a family such that work is being done effectively and effect and efficiently yes. so i feel that as much as i love challenges i don't know i don't know why i i, I don't have any explanation for it honestly but i really love challenges i love that it makes me a better person so when i have leadership opportunities or roles one thing that helps me is accepting that this is a challenge and mapping out ways to make this work delegation helps me a lot because my schedule gets crazier i cannot come to myself now do you understand yes and i have the best example of that jesus christ jesus christ had a team of seven had a team of 12 had a team of three had a team of 70 had a team of 50 had a team of ah ah who am i not to delegate bro <laughs> the least we are dele- delegating on and on and i have to learn in the hard way because my best friend would tell me that if you're in the hospital work will go on if you die today today they'll select another person and so fix up so even when the work gets very challenging i'm only going to super- supervise what you're doing if you're not doing it well i'll tell you how to do it this is how to do it i will show you how to do it that way it sticks better so these are just you know soft skills that i feel like every leader should pick up so that they will not die before their time quite frankly hope <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've answered your question yeah you have you have so i think every young and aspiring leader out there you've heard it from a follower so learn <laughs> these important skills they are very very important so all right so this there's something i i have noticed about you and i think it relates with what you said earlier about you live love or you live for love right yes yes okay okay now there's there's this way you celebrate and i won't call it hyper apart from celebrate there's a special way you i don't know maybe it's a special connection <laughs> but the way you express it and the way you guys your friends express it back and you don't like it. it's amazing <laughs> do you feel <laughs> because i think personally now let me come from my perspective now now there are some friends of mine that i might not talk to them in like a week and everybody's cool like perfectly cool mm-hmm. when you call each other we can go on a long discussion again like we don't really do this daily and there's some that okay fine i have to talk to them on the regular basis like i understand that this one's yeah. the regular contact mm-hmm. so now but the way you you do it is more like oh <laughs> like how do you do this like you celebrate them they celebrate back and it's always like this so there's a mutual of yeah like <laughs> that is a mutual something like 
it's amazing. Do you think uh, all friendship have to be that way? Or let me start with this. How did you get your friendship to that level? Okay. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I, <laughs> I don't even know why it's funny. First off, all my friends hearing this, y'all are going to pay me for this. All right. Because I think <laughs> I've gotten this compliment the most in the past few months. So I, I believe that my friend should come and just pay me. Oh yeah, one thousand dollars, please, in my dorm account. Thanks. All right. Okay. Don't I worry. Like... I'll, I'll take my 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 fair share of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think my friendships didn't, you know, jump to this stage in okay. one day. It takes intentionality to get to this stage. I don't have many friends. I have very few friends. Very few friends. If you follow my my um, story or my status updates, you see that you see the same faces, same face, same faces. I don't have many friends. I'm very selective about the people in my corner, and it's important if you want to live long. <laughs> but you see, the people that I have in my corner, they are people that we have seen how important we are in our lives, in each other's lives. We hold ourselves in high regard. And so it's important that we do not just say that we love each other, but we show that we love each other. So it's one common thing between myself and my friends. And I think it was one of the things that God had said to me years ago, that it would give me men of like passion. And so when I meet people and I know that I'm going to be friends with you, one thing that I know that's usually that usually stands out between us is that they also show love as much as I do. So even, so I, yeah, I think I was going to mention that understanding your love languages is important. Some of my friends are not, you know, people of affirmations like that, but there's no time that I say to them that they do not see the need to say back in equal measure or even a higher measure of that because they understand my love language one of my primary love languages is words of affirmation do you understand what i'm saying so all, all friendships do not have to be the same if you understand your friends you would work out a perfect way to get your friendship rolling i've heard people say that you know they don't chat with their friends they don't like you said now you know but once they call if that works for you guys beautiful go on just ensure that you're intentional about your friendships because how exactly do you want to get things going if you're not intentional how exactly do you want to grow so for me i love to write i love to channel my thoughts into writing i love to channel my thinking my ideas you know innovations and stuff first into writing that's why i love journaling so every i could just be sitting and thinking about something that or maybe andrew did something for me last week you know for example i was supposed to um settle an order and is hearing this i'm sure that she's going to be hearing this so you're <laughs> going to be sending me lots of love <laughs> okay so i was going to i'm, I'm not even bad on right now okay and i was going to settle a delivery so i was telling her about it and she said oh tell them to put it in my name so they can deliver it to me and i'll get it down that may seem small to you you know like norms now you know she should do that it was a lot in my head it seemed like a lot of sacrifice that she had to do so you won't be able to tell me that because i know that's what she would do you get so i could just be sitting there and thinking about that and I'm just like, gosh, I'm so grateful for my friends. And so I go on to write something. Why not? If I don't have them, who will? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. <laughs> and every other person that is in my space, really. My mentees, my parents, my siblings, my spiritual father, you know, and on and on like that. Also, 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 I think I paid one or two things there. Uh, so, um, how can we deal with difficult people? How can we deal? <laughs> Your questions are killing me. How can we deal with 
Yeah, is as someone who has held various capacity and leadership positions now. Definitely, you have to encounter difficult people. I have encountered them during my <laughs> during my time as a leader. So I've early life position, and <laughs> but it wasn't easy. So how can we deal with difficult people? Huh. Okay. Me, I usually report them to God, though. <laughs> <laughs> really? So. <laughs> I'm not even going to kid you. I'm not kidding you. Especially uh, when I'm dead. But I won't tell you to go and report them to God. Let me tell you what you can do. Okay. Um, for me, talking one-on-one with them works a lot. I think one of the things that we do not do sometimes is try to understand why people act the way they do. Mm. For example, someone is proud. You have a proud team member right which is usually very very common in leadership you have a, an egoistic um team member so it's hard to get the person to do something it's hard to um to instruct somebody like that because of their ego exactly. sometimes i try to think why is this person acting the way they are doing they act they're acting i don't know why is this person acting the way they are acting and if i can't figure it out i'll call them I think that approach is very important. I don't think I've had, I don't think I've had to, I don't think I've had like, how do I put it? I don't think I've had any um, difficult person that did not eventually become my, my paddy or my, you know, very good follower or something. Because understanding that you can't relate with everybody in your team the same way is important. I think it's a skill that everybody also has to learn. That you have to learn how to relate individually with everyone in your team. Well, especially if it's a small team. Do you get? If it's not a small team, then set up structures. Sometimes, if the person is proving too hard, delegate, have sub teams, so the person is not directly under you. If it's possible to shift move the person to one side and get your work going please go ahead and do that not everybody will change not everybody will bend to your rules but you can't because of that slow down work so if the person can be sidelined while your work is going on please go ahead but if you really feel like this person is an important entity in your organization or in your um, structure or your system or something for the person and actually have a discussion with the person in a proper manner. Sometimes we think that we are talking, but sometimes we think we're communicating, but we are only just talking. There's no communication. Communication is a two-way process, right? There's an information, there's the sender, and there's the receiver. This person actually receiving what you're saying. Because when they receive it, actions are going to be taking place after them. So that means there would be changes either you know good or bad changes sure. so it's depending on how well you can communicate so that's what i would say i believe i believe awesome. and the matter love really works a lot of times so always preaching love i love that <laughs> <laughs> all right so this i don't know if it's a slogan or your motto but what do you mean by changing narratives one at at a time my Changing god narratives I... one at at a time <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you've gone through my my I, oh my god okay i've known so, you for um, a long time now so i i, mean, <laughs> I know you be as if i don't know too much at least i know you <laughs> <laughs> all right um okay See, there are so many na- narratives out there. If you remember, I was talking about how when I was younger, I used to be so disturbed when ladies would talk like they didn't have focus when there were so many people that had misplaced priorities. Yes. And there's things that is the system, the system out there accepts, which should not be. There's so many norms that should not even be end talkless of norms. 
I'm, pardon me. There are so many things out there that bother me, bother God. There's so many burdens that, you know, when you pay attention, you see that these things should not be. Focus is one, right? Purpose is another. There's so much character, diligence, faithfulness. There's so many, there's so much that that make that comprises of who you are, your identity. If you go out there, if you relate with people, you'll be surprised how many things that go on in the world and people see as norms. You'll yeah. be surprised how many young people, not how many young people believe that you know, after university, you just get the rich man that has money, wants to marry. You have sex like one or two or three times every day in a week. You born baby, you <laughs> sleep, and that's the end. Grow old and die. And it's funny that you know a lot. A lot of people don't see that there's more to life. There's really more to life. So I I feel that that's like what keeps me one of the things that keep me going seeing that these narratives can be changed and that's why it's not one narrative because there are different narratives even in politics in government in marriage in in science and technology in academia in education in fashion in media there's so so many narratives out there that the father of this world which is the devil you know has planted and so i usually say also that until the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of our god i will not rest until these narratives are changed everybody arises to their full stature everybody arises to their actual full stature because that's it everybody knows that this is what i should be doing this is how i can fly i can reach the top i can't do it i was sharing my mentees a few days ago how that um, the company i work with now a tech company in lagos that the <laughs> the executive um the ceo that's the chief executive officer of the company is a female my age mate and she pays the salary of more than 10 people with actual certifications to show for it i kid you not and i and i i, I was in a meet i was in a meeting with them a board meeting and i was they were just they probably thought i was paying attention i was my head was ringing i was thinking what my dreams are valid then right yes did i not be thought that my dreams were valid i did but i needed something else to reaffirm if you don't open your eyes to possibilities you really won't see that these things are possible my dreams are valid she's even my namesake her name is ebon oh this is my at a major company on the island in lagos it's not beans right but people are doing it yes believers are making waves standing in their mountains of influences and leading so like these narratives will be changed but it's one art at a time one by one and that's why my own and my really strong values is love love is how you can create a connection between one person to another such that there's actual change going on in their hearts so yeah god is love love is god i'm love because god is inside of me Glory. <laughs> <laughs> if if you are doing a presentation right now, I'm sure the board of directors will they should be blown away by now. <laughs> like this is this is really, really I I love your take on that. We it's really important that we get to you know see people do these things doing about because they can they can ignite the fire within us which. You know, which mm-hmm. not pulling down, but I, I get that. So you can be removed. They, they can also be removed. I, exactly. I that. Yeah. Now, do you feel the society contributes to the 
malice or the issues we have nowadays. Well, what do you mean by the issues that we have nowadays? Now you mean mention of um, having to change the narrative. Now let's start with the narrative. The normal narrative okay. about starting from education or every sector. You know, finance. Okay, let's even talk about um, the most recent things on Twitter nowadays. With you know the urge to the get rich quick syndrome and all that. So all the money is going around society nowadays. Does society have a part to play? That. Yes, we actually do. This when we talk about society, we're talking about individuals, right? Definitely. Individuals, governments. Yes. These are the people that are the society. And that's why you know change begins with one person. It's not just a slogan, it's actually very real. It's just one person. One person, you know, impacts the life of another and another impacts the life of another, and that chain continues on and on and on and on. And before you see it. Everything. I mean, if if or, let's talk about how terrible that some systems are now in the country. Let's okay. talk about how much, how much you know, there's so much imbalance and instability and all that. It started with one move. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. You. It didn't. It didn't start with one thousand people coming together to say we want to it started with one person thinking about it most likely and then telling another and then telling another and then coming together to form teams and to form systems structures and then belief systems were formed out and the people were whether they bought it or not was enacted and then these things will stay rooted in certain systems as major structures because people thought about it and brought it to pass so yes the society has a huge role to play in this we ourselves i don't blame the government sometimes because if we the people that are supposedly following the government can rise up to enact a change i promise you that even the government would not be able to stop this thing for example look at the nsas protest it was such a pivotal you know it was such a pivotal um what's that word now um what's, what's that word it was a experience not even experience it was it like you know, a major it you know it was so obvious the, the change that we can bring to pass if we put our if we set our hearts to it i mean according to the standard of god of course yeah. right yeah. So I feel that the, the society has a lot to play, a lot of room to play in this, a lot, a lot, really. Thank you, thank you very much for that. Okay. Now let's get back to Ebola. Seeing that you are involved in a lot of things, how do you get to balance your work life, spiritual life? Uh, let's relax some period. You have like a wellness routine. Uh, okay. You asked for my wellness routine. What I said is this that you are involved in a lot of things, ranging from your work life, spiritual life, contribution, and let's say relaxation period. How do you get balance all these things? Do you have like a wellness routine? Um, yes, I do have a wellness routine, but I want to first say that I don't try to balance anything because I'd explain why. And trust me, I am being very serious about this. Everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm a part of, all the aspects of my life stem from my spiritual life. And so I see that I don't by God's grace, I'm not a confused person. It's part of our identity, right? Yes. But I see, I don't see a need to take steps that God is not involved in. And so by the time I see that I'm getting tired while I'm doing something, it's either I'm doing it without the consent of God or I'm doing it without the strength of God. And it's really not possible to take on 
career goals or take on career opportunities or take on leadership roles with my strength when this is basically the work of God. How do I plan to run the vision of God with my human strategy? Do you get how that can be conflicting? So I, I don't... try to balance i just try to telling me to rest i'm resting not because i'm weak at that time but because i'm human so yes i have a wellness routine i have a wellness routine i journal i journal i take a lot of water i take a whole lot of water it helps a lot it helps um i sleep i love to sleep my god <laughs> it makes me happy <laughs> It makes me so happy. And I try out new food. I love food. I love, love, love how my soul leaps for joy when I sight food. So I'm working. I'm looking for food. I'm working. I'm looking for water, enough water. I'm working. I'm looking for music. I love music. These are the things that keep me well and fit. I take walks, regular walks. I have a friend like that too that, you know, we do we act we check on each other a lot when it comes to you know taking walks and stuff so yeah it helps to be accountable that you know maybe evening time i just take walks and in the morning i take walks you know i listen to music i stretch what else i discuss also with my friends i discuss i love to talk a lot meaningful talks so when I feel like I'm getting, um, like I've worked for a while, or maybe my brain is feeling fuzzy or something, I just talk to them, play a little, see a movie, take a lot of water, eat, and I'm good to go again. So yeah, but uh, there are times that you feel like you're burning out, even though you're running the vision that God has given to you. I think that's what you mean yes. by you know balancing. So. At times, for example, right now, I'm not in Ibadan because I felt like I needed a break. So I took a vacation off. I'm still working, but it's limited. There are certain things that we don't pay attention to because I'm not around. I'm still around. (laughs) (laughs) And like I said before, delegate as much as possible. You don't want to die young, right? I don't want to die young. when I'm 70 with my husband on a yacht in a sip dress, sipping wine. So yes, I want to take your my body as much as possible. That was very good. Relax your head and come out feeling refreshed. Really. So yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I... I think one or two. I think I have to take more walks. And I think music, yeah, music helps a lot. Music is my friend. All right. Yeah. So now, what type of books do you enjoy? I know you you are big on books. You love reading books. So what type of book do you enjoy? Uh, it's weird, but I like books with fancy covers. I think I've been scammed a lot of times because once I see a book that has a fine cover, I will buy it without checking what's inside. And that's Are you why kidding? the same do not... What? What'd you say? Are you kidding me right now? Not kidding you. And that's why they say do not judge a book by its cover. Sorry, you can buy a book and the cover is fine, but the inside is not fine. <laughs> I really love African literature. I love how, like, you know, I can read African literature books and I can relate. Yeah. I'm huge on African literature. I love reading articles too. I love memoirs. Love, love, love memoirs. Um, and I really love books that just spiritually grow me. Um, books by Miles Monroe, books by um, this woman's name. Um, I can't remember right now. Just books that, you know, grow God's generals and so on. So basically, African literature, you know, books that grow my intellect, books that 
grow my spirit that I can feed on you know and all that yeah and most especially books that are fancy cover pages after <laughs> maybe by time by time we make our first meeting I'll, I'll get you fancy books <laughs> books with fancy covers I would love it. I would be so happy. Uh, uh, well, I'll make sure they're content and good, yeah. To be a good gift. Uh, yeah, please. Yes, please. Very important. Now, you you are a content creator, even right? Yes, a content developer. Content developer. So, what has been your challenge so far with this role? Ha! English, you know. <laughs> That's major challenge. It's it's funny that oh my god, it's funny that people hear content development and people think that ah, we just put more than what you get. No, bro, it's not to put more than what. It's a lot of work. You curate English, curate sentences, curate words, weave words together, and bring them to life because that's what makes it appealing to your target audience. Even to the people that you are working for, if not, they will not pay you, or they pay you, pay not. And, that's you know, true. So I think that's majorly my challenge. That's why I would never, ever sit down and say with my teachers that content development is easy work. Never. Even write an essay on that's a lot of work because. You are trying to put words together to suit what brand or what organization you are working for. As much as you are trying to be a hundred percent, um, a hundred percent real, and you know, no plagiarism and all that, all that yeah. stuff. It's a lot of work. It takes intelligence. It takes it takes you know, being calm and collected to be able to put words together. So that challenges me a lot of time. If I'm not in a proper state of mind, if I'm not in my right state of mind, if I'm not calm, I wouldn't work on content. So yeah, it takes you to be focused and all that. That's that's been my greatest challenge. Really. And the fact that some people just don't pay as, as well as they should. Do you think that we are beggars? You know, <laughs> it, it can be really normal. And I think that people are not. A lot of these people, a lot of us are not appreciated for the things that we do. You have to rise high and high and high certain levels to be able to be, to be able to get, you know, actual payment for your service. And it can be really discouraging. Yeah. I really hope that you change as time goes on. I really, really hope things will change. I I understand the perspective you are coming from because I do a bit of content creation too. Because I'm into big time marketing. I knew I'm also into real estate. Now, I have yeah. to create content. And I think another issue is people people don't pay as much respect to content creators. We depend on the web developers, to the software engineers. And I think one yeah. aspect that people don't get is the, to create content is not is not easy. Like it takes crazy amount of time to create a very good content. Like a it, lot. as much as people feel the developer job is hard, content creation is also crazy. It takes a crazy amount of time to create very good content. So I think yeah. as time goes by, people need to start appreciating the work content developers, content creators, what they do because they are like the back end guys that. Really make things stick. Do you understand now? So it's is a common issue, but I feel as time goes by, people should. I think they should come. Let me say come to their senses, but they should come to our units. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Content creators mm-hmm. are content developers, content creators, they do a whole lot of job. Just the same. Just the same way the software developer will be, just the same way the uh graphics designer will be. Content creators, content developers, they do a whole lot of work also. So I get the aspect you're coming from. Yeah, thank you. Ah, so before you leave, what do you have to say to my audience? Like to the average young person, what what do you have for them? Um 
I just first off, I want to say that please drink water and just be minding your business in this life. Okay. Do not always have an opinion. Mm. Do not always do not be quick to speak. Do not be quick to you know put out your opinion about stuff. Mm. We grow and learn every day. We get better. We grow in knowledge, right? And so you don't want to get to a state where you are just regretting and regretting all that you said in the past, which could create an injustice to even your future achievements or your future speeches and whatnot. So please, you know, sometimes let's just curtail our opinions and maybe even think about them very well before we say them. Secondly, I just want to say that to every to every average um young person listening out there but to every aspiring leader and um, current leader in any leading role and whatnot just develop yourself keep developing i usually say that no knowledge is a waste so you see a course out there that you really think would be useful put in your all and actually go for it you would think that it will not you may think that it may not you know give you as much returns in in form of money but you'd be surprised you might be surprised and nearest future will be really useful and at that time you might be going for a, an, an even more expensive price i don't know if you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. keep developing your skills develop the soft skills communication skills you know your proficiency is true these things are really important it may seem as though, you know, somebody would say, oh, I'm going into entrepreneurship. I don't need proficiency in Excel. Get it first. You know that you need it. These things just give you an edge over other people. And build your circle of friends. Build your circle of, of build your, you know, circle of friends. Yes. Network a lot. Social, build your social currency. These things are important. Not everybody has to be in your circle have people for their different it's, it's okay to have people for their different purpose ensure to build your network there's nothing like this is how i am i cannot i cannot it just limits you and limits your progress that's what it does and the most important aspect of all of this is that life without god is a meaningless life you know why it's like you keep it's it's just like you're, you're going around in a circle, in a circle. There's no progress. You think you're running, right? But you keep going around in a circle. You are running, but there's no progress because it's the same diameter of a radius. <laughs> but really, a life without God is a meaningless life. Get it now so that it would create a great pathway for you. So, so that, you know, you come to the realization of whom you are and whose you are. Because the devil is really not your father, he's God. But don't make yourself a bastard. So come into the fold, right? So yeah. that he would lead you aright. Really, that's it. There's no success out there without God. And this is what keeps the, the great men, you know, standing firm in their mountains of influences so yeah i feel that you know with all of this you're only just starting there's so much more to life there's so much more to growth there's so much more to leadership there's so much more to you know your identity do not settle for less do not settle for less i live a life of love i live a life of love so yeah that's it. Wow, wow. Uh, I, I would really confess, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Like, <laughs> it's been such an amazing conversation. Man. It feels Thank like you. it's going to come to an echo. <laughs> we, we could actually record two to three hours on this thing. <laughs> we also have to consider our audience. So, uh, I really appreciate you coming on board, Ekundua. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so grateful. It's my pleasure. And I hope 
sometimes later, probably with an update to show them. Definitely, definitely. So signing out, uh, I'll say, stay curious, keep learning, and drink water and make your business like the Bolo has said. <laughs> Catch you guys in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, kindly share this episode with a friend, share it on your social media handles, and follow the Young and Young podcast on Instagram and Twitter. The link to follow our social media handles is in the episode description. See you next week. Stay curious.